0: Here's a Roger Federer transcript, uh, my date with Tennis Destiny. Yeah, so my question is the second question. Give it a listen. Thanks. Hello, everyone. english questions first. Please we have the ahead How are you, Roger? Good. Good. How are you doing? In the form, always Michael. Did you do anything that surprised you today? Well, I mean, look, I think it was Francis... Maybe twice before, once the French and once the US Open, and their reaction surprised me. So I'm not going to get the surprise really a second time around because I saw the, the power he had, the uh, explosivity he had, you know, um, how easily he could generate pace. So I think it's going to be really good. Um, like most of the next gen campaign, if you like, are going to be good players. You know, they, plus they're pushing each other up right now. They have good dynamic quite friendly also with one another yet they have good rivalry and I think uh, the question was always how was he going to come out I mean it's a question also for any player also for me how can you start a match and he seemed like to be fearless no problem good serving you know take the ball early make the plays um, and that I like to see you know when a younger player comes out that he really feels he has nothing to lose and he's only got stuff to gain and Know, I hope he's going to learn a lot from a match like this, just because playing on a centre court there's a lot of people under pressure, of saving break points, making break points, playing breakers, that's what it's about and it should feed a player like him with a lot of energy moving forward, hopefully. Uh, can you walk us through uh, how the conditions have changed over the years when you first came on tour? Uh, surfaces slowed down, walls got heavy, and now do you sense another change around the corner with uh, quicker conditions in Australia? Well, I mean, look, it depends on what exactly we're talking about, but uh, um, there was definitely a a time where things were definitely slowing down Uh, after millennium, really, I thought you could see and feel a proper change and things were, you know, leaning towards a slower side Uh, More and more matches were played in the night sessions, particularly at the Australian Open. Uh, 2004 I played the finals there, it was during the daytime, so that's always going to play fast, regardless of what kind of balls you're going to play with. Because if you're playing 40 degree heat, the ball's always going to fly. So then, the way they set it up, basically you're going to play quarters, semis and finals in the night. Uh, and then if you add a slow ball and you slow down the course too much you're going to be in some, some epic rallies. there's just no way around them especially the way the guys started to move you know, back in you know, when Leighton came around and all those guys um, Wimbledon definitely also there was something that happened there I don't know if it's the balls or the grass uh, but that's definitely slowed down um, and I feel like the US Open and the French probably plays, plays pretty much the same throughout in my opinion and then you had of course the indoor season uh, by making the court more even throughout because we used to change flex to sort of the green set you know you had like sort of the wooden boards that were painted we made it more unified so it was the same surface the wooden boards throughout but then what happened is they wanted to have the same surface for the entire swing and that became slow as well because the world tour finals we play on the slower side so next thing you know is like basically everything played somewhat similar, which I think is a bit of a pity. I like it when there's extremes, because then you, you have to play different ways. It was nice to see Van Lendel serve volley at Wimbledon, even though he didn't want to do it. You know, It was nice to see uh, you know, Ed Berger back to play for the baseline on the clay. It was nice to see them out of their element. And then you all of a sudden become a different kind of player and you improve throughout your career like this. You can just be happy hitting hard from the baseline on any surface, just play the same way. You just. Just your movement a little bit. But to me, that's not so exciting. So I think it's important that we have to change really slow and really fast. You, you haven't played Del Cotro since 2013, and you were supposed to play him here last year until you had to pull out. So will you match it, watch his match tonight, maybe hoping that that one happens? Yes, I would love to play against him. Um, I'm happy for him with his comeback, winning the Davis Cup. Uh, like you said, I should have played him here last year, but I was sick, so that was a pity. Um, but it's better to play maybe this time around when we're both better, you know, uh, because he was also just on the comeback uh, last year. Um, but yeah, we've had some epic matches against each other, uh, semis at the French uh, Olympics, semis, finals at the U.S. Open—you name it. You know, we've had some really good ones. So I'm sure the crowd would love to see it. Yeah. But Robin Haas is going to have a word to say about that, but, as we know. Roger, does this tournament have a future on Key Biscayne? do you think, with the uh, state of the facilities and and the obstacles that we all know the tournament is up against in trying to make improvements? I mean, it depends on the importance of the growth of the site. Uh, I know they can't grow, so um, traffic's rough, it's not getting any easier. I don't think they can improve much in terms of capacity. so the question is: Is everybody happy this way or not? Uh, if you want to go bigger, um, clearly you have to move. Uh, but is the grass always green on the other side? I'm not sure. You know, it's a hard one. Uh, I know this tournament from a long time ago here. They even played the juniors back here on this very court back in '98. Um, so look in a way you wish it goes on here, but I at this point everybody understands also. Roger, uh, I wanted to ask about your relationship with Stan. I, I guess it, in the past it could have been best described as big brother, little brother. It, it's not like that anymore. Could you describe it and when did it start to change? Um, I think when Stan cracked the top let's say 50 maybe you know, I felt like he didn't need as much guidance or as much advice really, you know. when He doesn't Call your texture before certain matches anymore, big matches, and he goes on and causes the upset. So he goes on and does really well by himself with his team and his coach. Uh, that's when you sense that he's, you know, he's, he's moved on, and that's what you want. Uh, what I like about Stan used to always take two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, one step back. He keeps doing that. And I admire him with his work ethic and uh, and his power that he brought to the game now. Um, shown through how much hard work, uh, physical hard work and mental improvements, how far you can get. Uh, he's got a legendary career. I mean, basically a hall of fame career, really. So it's uh, it's amazing to see for me. I uh, was uh, witnessed so much firsthand. So I'm really happy for him. And what will be different for him here as a number one seed? Not much. I just think he's going to play this tournament. I don't think he'll feel affected by being seeded number one or number three um, because he knows he might speak more about Rafa or me being back here after all these years so he can he can do his thing and if he produces the game that he wants to produce like today he'll be going deep at this tournament and I think the conditions suit him quite well actually um, I think it's going to be tough to beat and they'll talk about it the right time I think he wants people to talk about about shop making, being there. He's had already a really good start to the season with the finals in India, was in the semis in Australia. Um, I think he's going to have an excellent season if he still healthy, like most of the guys. So that'll be another epic season for him after the last three where he one slams and the days gone. Last question, Michelle you've had a lot of first matches in many, many tournaments over the years. Is it still, you know, the first time on a court in a tournament and especially today against a guy that was a young American with all these big dreams? How do you approach that match? Is it it good to get it over with? Do you still get any butterflies at all or or not really? Uh, Yeah, no. I, I think I do, even though I was pretty relaxed before the match, but then sometimes thinking of the match during the day or yesterday, you know, I get these flashes of like... You know, it's going to be exciting and then you walk out, out of court and there's usually always a big roar here in, in Miami people are really they get excited for their tennis here which, which is great to see and then like you mentioned playing somebody who's got really absolutely nothing to lose who's only there to to gain um, makes at the end very, um, I mean, it's, it's nice to get it over and done with on the winning side and you feel quite relieved to some extent because you know it. Can always be dangerous, and I don't know his patterns very well or at all. Um, and I was actually playing very well, and he he stayed he stayed with me for a very long time, so that can make you nervous. If maybe I wouldn't have been so confident, uh, so um, I thought it was an enjoyable match. I think we both played very well, and uh, we both can maybe walk away from this match actually quite happy, which is uh, not so often in tennis and that's maybe the case. That's what. As you get deep into the first set there and he is playing so well, are you just kind of waiting for the opening knowing it's a, a young guy who hasn't faced a top 10 player before you you think the chance is going to come at some point? Well, you try to tell yourself that but uh, sometimes I realize I was playing uh, the opponent too much more than the ball. That can be tricky then to change that around again. I was trying all sorts of things on the return and nothing was really working so go in the break I wasn't quite sure so I went back to my initial plan to just stay aggressive you know make him come up with good shots and try to move forward if you can but uh, Francis was doing a nice job towards the end of the set also serving big when he had to and you know he sort of had me going there for a while um, so I think I, I started well with the meeting break if you can start with your first meeting break against a player like him, maybe that can be enough if you keep serving well. And I think I was really focused, I must say. Uh, point for point mentality was, was really good in that first set. I hardly lost any points on my serve, and I think uh, that maybe put you know pressure on, on Francis. But uh, you know, I was I was very pleased actually how I played because it was swirly wins against a player who has really good power and didn't know the patterns against. Uh, um, I think I can be very happy with my first round. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you.